One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to the NXT preview. I'm Michael Humphrey from What Culture, and I'm joined by Adam Nicholas from What Culture to discuss everything that could happen on tonight's show. But first, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only preview and review the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, but also Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown. Actually, do you know what? Will Bonner does this thing, so I'm going to give it a try myself because it always oh, yeah. looks funny. Ooh, like, go on then. Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, AW, Dynamite, AW Collision. <laughs> yeah. Pay-per-views, premium live events, uh, with the other stuff we do, roundtables, interviews, and a roundup of the week, complete with the bloody quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture, but not, probably not in a bit when Will Bond goes off for the near future. Yeah. Which is going to be soon, not today, it's just his birthday today. Happy birthday, Adam Will Bond. Send him, birthday. what do we decide on, Shayna Baszler imagery, gifts, yes. all that kind of crap for his birthday? I have heard rumours that he's never actually seen Shayna Baszler's yes. Elimination Chamber match. That's right. Where send she him. really should have got over. So just send them that repeatedly. Yeah, videos, reviews, mm-hmm. gifts of the match. Like what getting- WWE Gallery, get the image. WWE Gary. Yeah, go on to WWE Gary. He's the guy that takes all the pictures. Yeah, good photographer is WWE Gary. Yeah, really fill him in on this match. So when he comes in tomorrow, he'll be proper clued up on it. Yeah. Because he's never seen it. It'll be a nice extra bit. I believe today, you know, he was doing, did he tell you that he was mulling over, um, not, what, what is it? Is it Barbieheimer? Oppenbarbie? What's the... Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer, thank you. He was going to do probably one or the other. And I was pushing him to go and see Barbie, but I think he was leaning on Oppenheimer, you know. Yeah. Like, well, it depends. Realistically, as a man who's about to have a child, yes, it might make more sense to watch the three-hour film. Yes, because he's never going to get that. You know this. That was his logic. Yeah. You know this. Well. Yeah. However, Barbie is also. They're both great. They're both excellent films mm-hmm. in well, very, very different ways. I did sort of suggest with one being about like an atomic bomb on people's lives, mm-hmm. then Oppenheimer would be true to his life. Of right course. Now, and where it's so. about to go, rather where than it's... Barbie is a bit of a dreamscape <laughs> yeah. and everything's always going to be fine. <laughs> but he's at I Send him Elimination Chamber stuff anyway. Um, and that's why you're lucky enough to be... <laughs> that's what I've heard. <laughs> ...covering NXT. Um, well, I say covering, previewing it. You won't have to actually watch it once you've spoken about it, and you probably won't want to when we've talked about it. Look, NXT... Um, it's been about three weeks since I've seen it, and typically we have a bit of a joke between the three of us that if you miss a week, it's so wild and out there that you could play like two truths and a lie with it and yeah. just, did that happen? Oh yeah, it did. No, we're completely making it up, but you totally believe it. It's been about three weeks for me of missing it, and I've got a card in front of us, and we'll go through that bit by bit, but it's been about three years for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, a bit like we did with Raw, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> What, dare I even ask at this point, is your relationship with those three letters that once meant so much to you? Well, to anybody who has suffered me twice today, <laughs> you will know that on the first review that we did, I know this is a preview, but on the raw yeah. review that we did earlier today, 
My affiliation with that is very loose. I am casual these days with WWE. Mm. I have kind of opted out round about 2020 for multiple different reasons. One of them just really hard to watch during the pandemic yep. era, but also just even my favorite show. I was a diehard NXT man for mm-hmm. a very, very long time. And I just just couldn't, I couldn't, I was, I was Vito Corleone. Look what they did to my oh, boy. It died hard, They right. massacred my boy. <laughs> and I was, it was just too hard to take. And truthfully, I loved watching this whole rebrand when it happened. Obviously, mm-hmm. I know we're way past the actual yeah. two point. Oh! Rebrand, but there you go. I, I actually enjoyed it when that happened. Because mm-hmm. it felt like they just put it to rest instead of pretending it was still there. Yes. And honestly... I only see this very, very briefly. I see what you guys tell me. I see... I don't even do the WWE gallery for NXT because it's just one of those shows that comes and goes. But if it's good and there's moments that have happened and characters that have popped out, you bet your arse I'm going (laughs) to see them because these three... Willborn, Hamlet, and Sidgwick will bring them into the office whether you want them or not. In a very literal sense, yeah. in terms of stacks. It's, one well, half of the NXT Tag Champions. It's nice to see that he still comes here. I That's mean, it's, it, yeah. it's always exciting when I hear the car pulling up outside because <laughs> you just know it's going to ensue. All we ever see is him running up the stairs and then I hear him bursting through the door course, yeah, on yeah. the podcast as We've well. We've never seen him arrive. No, it's, like, you never see them in the same place, do you? No, like we, um, obviously because for a while... We thought, well, he flies in by plane, obviously, yeah. and I guess he must take a taxi from the town or the airport, well, or whatever, to there, because which we wouldn't know. No. But we also noticed there was like a, a heliport, so he sometimes must land the plane on like right outside what Culture Towers. Yeah. But we've never seen it for ourselves. Always so good just, when you land a plane on the heliport. Always good. This is it. You see how it, you see how it definitely clings together. Stacks plays by his own rules. He's um, I lined up a bit of a surprise for Wilborn today. I told him yesterday, mm. like. I said, well, we'll give Stax the podcast off because we don't know many of these NXT ones Wilborn's got left. Kind of it, and yeah. he's actually gone to the cinema with Wilborn today. Ah, like he's spent his he birthday. He said he That's had a surprise up his yeah, sleeve. I didn't like realize that was I'll it. tell you this now, then obviously you won't be expecting Stax. Do you know what? Actually, that makes a lot of sense now because Stax wears the fedora the same way that uh, Oppenheimer has his big brimmed hat. And I think maybe they've gone in solidarity, right? That's why I said that. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly why he said it. So anyway, the way I see NXT these days is through your loving eyes, truthfully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know something's good when you guys bring it in because I'll hear about it and that means it's probably quite good. It is the dumbest yes. thing like that we've ever... Uh, been in front of, I think, NXT. <laughs> like It's a growth product, miraculously, yeah. and to much of our confusion, despite how much we enjoy it, sometimes, ironically, sometimes otherwise, it has grown year on year. Um, we're in the middle of a Nick Khan tactical assault at the moment as it's a rights for year, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of overlap with the main roster, lots of which we're going to talk about yeah. shortly. Um, and only the greatest, obviously... The greatest title change that's happened in recent memory, I think it's fair to say. Well, in, well, of course. I mean, I, I don't have to be a professional to know that. You know. Uh, I have watched it happen. I have watched Dominic Mysterio's rise, <laughs> and I watched him turn up. And I honestly love this brand from from afar, mm-hmm. purely because I think wrestling needs this as much as it needs a very serious wrestling show, as much as it needs a variety wrestling show. It needs a show like this. It needs a show where the characters and the the ideas behind the characters are massive, like yeah, huge, weird, huge. and like completely off the boil. Yeah, and yet you still believe in the wrestling because that's what wrestling is about. Yeah, well, yeah, right. So when you say like that's what wrestling is about, loads of people would watch NXT and disagree with that sentiment. Yeah, but a lot of this is absolutely what WWE is about. Yeah, for years, like this is going to go way more serious into like this oh, kind of the, the brief history of this version <laughs> of NXT that yeah, we'll yeah. basically have a chat about today in lieu of a proper preview. And there's a, a few matches to mm. discuss. We 
kind of all came at the same conclusion around the same time, especially in 2020, especially in the pandemic, even if it wasn't getting its arse handed to it by Dynamite. Mm. The NXT had long outlived its purpose. And even when it had a purpose, that purpose was perpetually broken by the, um, the I guess, the... Greedy, grubby hands of Vince McMahon. Well, the gap in needs between father and son. Like, yeah. Triple H wanted to present this critically acclaimed super indie that he thought, A, could compete with New Japan for that acclaim, and B, ultimately, hold AW off at the pass, which it failed to do. Yeah. While Vince McMahon... Which it was never going to succeed in. No. I think it, anybody who... We, we knew that. Yes. But they obviously weren't allowed to believe that because it's WWE and they have to win no matter what. Yeah, I think, like, the best it was able to do was maybe ever so slightly, like, halt or put up, like, uh, ultimately a futile... Oh, it became a bit like that video of the woman trying to mop the sea. But, like... <laughs> well, do you know what it is? They were mopping it first. I'll you tell know, you like exactly that. what it was and what it is and why... It was never going to work. We knew mm. that. But it was never really meant to. It was meant to stop them, as you said... It was a spite store. It was yes. Larry David opening a spite store yeah. next door to another <laughs> store for the sake of it is what it was. And unfortunately, it also became a bit of a... Uh, a bit of a, like, rope to hang Paul with at the time, I think. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people would, like, wanted to see that. And even though NXT had never shown you anything otherwise, the product was great, mm-hmm. but it, never show, it had never ever shown reason for you to believe it would do numbers. It had never shown you reason to believe it would generate money for WWE at that point, because no. that wasn't the point of it. The whole point was to, they'd probably lose money every year on NXT based on the contracts they would bring in of these massive stars. Yeah. And then the fact they would put the shows on, it didn't really, wasn't big house numbers like that were coming in for those. They did, their, well, obviously the takeovers did well, but the takeovers, but they weren't super regular, were they? Yeah. So I think if you were to do the numbers, I guarantee the amount of people who were coming in mm-hmm. would not have been would not have been equal to the stuff that they would have to spend just to, to move the show. Yeah, it's uh, like, I do wonder sometimes, like Triple H got his own. Fairly well protected. Triple H booking NXT from its absolute, in my opinion, like creative peak between 2014 and 2016, then moved into like a real like super worker era, which was a lot of people's other favorites, but nonetheless, like had its own merits between, I would say, probably 2016 and 2019, and then the decline. That's a bit like going to university instead of getting a job and moving out straight away. Mm. It's like a softer comfier route into real life. Yeah. You do have to do your own washing and cut your own it's food like for the first time. You dip your toe in, but there's the parachute. Yeah, there's a number of little it. safety nets. Yeah. And in terms of trying to organise and book a wrestling promotion ahead of what the job he now has, I guess, he was he had this. He had this thing that he was able to take all the credit for, yeah. a wrestler factory that was hit and miss, miss more often than hit in the terms of the performance centre. But now I genuinely feel like what we watch is... Way more, and not just because of the roster overlaps, but way more connected to WWE at large. It is sports stupid. entertainment is yeah. what it's connected to. NXT is so stupid, and yet some of these characters get over um, in spite of how dumb the gimmicks are. Like, uh, we talk a lot about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens gaming the system. You shouldn't have to game the system anymore, but every now and then you were going to have to try and polish a turd. You were going to have to elevate particularly quite bad material. And this is the university of that if nothing else. Now on NXT, if you can elevate your rubbish material, if you can... Tony D'Angelo, a legitimate mafioso that has a side hustle in pro wrestling, effectively. Sorry, sorry, not mafioso, but where are my manners? Waste management. There you go. I was going to say, come on. Like, all of these people have things now. All like, this is your thing. They've all got one. (laughs) You know, they've all got one. Several of them, and we'll talk about a few of them, have had about six. Yeah. But they'll find one that fits. Of course you will. And then eventually they'll get the call up or their work will be kind of undeniable and they'll get the call up and on and on it'll go. 
and it does feel more joined up with Raw and SmackDown than it used to. A lot more. But it naturally would, though, wouldn't it? Because that's the kind of stuff. If you can uh, swim in that environment, which mm-hmm. is really difficult, really, really difficult, not just one way to go, what are you really good at? And yeah. Then you, like, all NXT was, what are you really good at? It was like the Paul Heyman method. What are you really good at? What's your thing? It's this. Let's elevate that. Let's put you on. Johnny, don't worry about having to grow six Ex- inches. That's not an NXT that problem. That doesn't matter. Like, You'll yeah. never have to worry about that, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> Smash could too. But yeah, it was more about elevating what they have already. They know the work's going to be unreal and they mm-hmm. send them out there. Triple H's whole gimmick of like, follow that, my friends. Do you yep. know what I mean? It was like, that's what they wanted. And it didn't matter because the disc, but the disconnect there was that ain't how the main roster works. Mm-hmm. How many people would get mad? I remember seeing Randy Orton tweets about getting mad because NXT were putting on these unreal shows and these unreal matches, but they don't get to do that on the main roster. Like yeah. they weren't they asked to do it within the constraints of this, that, and other. And when you think about it, it, didn't make any sense because why would you let them do this? Because it doesn't prepare them for main. They're not going to go to the main roster and change the main roster. That's not like that. Very there's like one certainly or two, not then one or two people in any era ever mm-hmm. who've managed to achieve that. It's a very rare thing. People yeah. were dreaming about Johnny Gargano being that guy, maybe like Daniel Bryan. It hasn't happened yet, and it mm-hmm. doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. Not that I'm not saying it won't, but the idea I'm getting at is the new version now seems to me where why would you not start these people off with sports entertainment heavy stuff? Mm-hmm. Because that is the stuff they're going to have to get used to adapting every single week on the main roster. And you see it happen so many times. Look at the Viking Raiders right now mm-hmm. and look at what they were in NXT. They have had to just go through so much to actually get to that point. Yeah. If they started off like that in NXT, you'd argue the Vince McMahon would have enjoyed that way more immediately and they might have actually got out of it on the main roster and just been killers. Yes. They might have flipped reversed it, if you know what I mean. So it kind of makes sense. I th- Honestly, I think, and I think part of the reason why NXT has grown, and I mean, we're talking small numbers here, and it's, it, you know, there's a reason why it's not talked about as this insane runaway success story under Shawn Michaels and in the last couple of years. But I do think it's found it's really hard to explain because it's found its groove but i could not tell you what that groove is (laughs) it's it's usp is the indefinable usp nxt i can't narrow down that one thing that it offers that nothing else does but for those who like it there is just like i include myself in this there's a very strange affection that you find yourself growing for the majority of the weird circus like for you definitely taps into that old nostalgic vein where back in the day like everybody used to have a job or an occupation or like whatever that was wrestling kind of the worst bits of the era I loved but I loved it all the same yeah it's the idea of it but then it's also like what if that person could could really really wrestle quite well yeah and also what if the gimmicks were given time to like properly you know get into something and it just I don't know, it feels like it caters really well to that, and you'd know better than me, because you're watching it every bloody week. Well, we've got our segue into what I assume will be the main event, but it's certainly the most hyped match on this show. Um, Dominic Mysterio will defend his North American Championship against Dragon Lee. Yeah. Talk about characters and talent, and you kind of smush them together, and you've got this here. Well, the story. I mean, if you're going to take the belt off his brother, then it's only right that he comes and well, indeed. It, isn't it? Well, indeed. The story... As I know he's not his brother. <laughs> I know I've been here five minutes, but I know that much. As I can discern, yeah. Rhea and Dominic were turned up in NXT and just rabble-rousing, causing bother. And that's been really funny. And obviously, Dominic, you know, uh, defeated Wesley for the title. And that was seen as uh, a, a total crime because Wesley's had this really, yes. like, prestigious run. And then Dominic is an insult to the belt and yada, yada, yada. But it's, it's good stuff. Um, and then they saw Dragon Lee and basically just mocked him as, oh, look, it's Rimst- Rimsterio Jr., you see, right? I saw my favourite bit with this was Rhea saying, he says, do you know who I am? I'm a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Incredible. no respect for him. Yeah. 
Dominic Mysterio is calling himself the greatest luchador of all time. Yeah. Uh, no lies detected. Dragon Lee challenges that very notion and he gets Dominic to put his money where his mouth is and kind of like needles his way mm. into getting a title match on next week's NXT. But then Rhea's saying, well, good luck because I'm going to be where Dominic is and you haven't got a chance against the two of us. And Dragon Lee says, well, I might have someone that wants to help me and it's Rey Mysterio of course it is. making the trip to NXT which again is part of this um, corporate synergy yeah. thing where there's loads of overlapping talent. And Rey Mysterio will be in Dragon Lee's corner against Dominic Mysterio. At this point, the Dominic Rey stuff, it's not on ice, nor is it dead. It mm. sort of feels like it's just something that they can always revisit when they want to. Is it enough, do you think, in what you've seen of Dominic with this North American title for Dragon Lee to actually defeat him for it? Or is... Rey Mysterio, a bit of a red herring, and Dominic somehow slips out with yet another win. I mean, for me, aesthetically, which I would base a lot of this on, yep. as we talk about galleries and tires, <laughs> that seems to be my in with WWE most of the time. I think it works Dominic as this champion. I think that it did exactly what they wanted in mm-hmm. terms of it's dastardly, it's really some a heel turning up and just messing with people's faves in NXT. Yeah, a real like, transgression. Yeah, was, yeah, and I mean, let's not, we make jokes about it, but let's not get it wrong. Wesley's title run has been brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, genuinely feels like a really strong title run on a brand which is now considered to be less serious or whatever. Yeah. Um, however you'd like to term that. But, yeah, that'd be a great case. Dragon Lee's obviously been a, a big signing for them mm-hmm. and I think we've seen little bits here and there, but you might, might be a great time to launch a launch pad for him, having Rey Mysterio, if they're planning to put that back in. There's a lot going on with the Judgment Day already, though, Yeah, I would argue. And I do wonder if maybe it's a red heron because it would just be great to see them with those, um, I can't really say it, the sh- eating grins on their faces yeah. after they've done it again. They've done it again. They've done it again. I yeah. think so. And it could escalate further, I guess, couldn't it? Because I'm sure there's more contingent in there for, like, have another defence afterwards, maybe. Yeah. Um, I do wonder, honestly, if they might look towards... So should Dragon Lee fail here, I wonder if they'd have the gumption to book father versus son on NXT yeah. for this belt. And why uh, not, by And that way. would draw yeah, as well. Like would. People would be, a WrestleMania rematch taking place on NXT, and it's Rey Mysterio trying to win the North belt. American title to yeah to sort of preserve it and save it, basically. Yeah. I do wonder if that's that's the play. See, I mean, that sounds good to me. Yeah, and then maybe you pivot to Dragon Lee and Rey, or further, I don't know, this could be a one, one and done for Rey, but um, I, I think Dominic retains tonight, because I just feel like, and there's so much more juice in the fruit of him being a champion anyway. Oh, yeah. It's the way he carries it around so, like, indignantly on Raw or SmackDown in the main roster as a guy that doesn't really deserve a belt nor deserve no. to be there. Like the spoiled kid vibe, yeah. basically, yeah. Um, from one real title being held by somebody that has no right to have it to a man that kind of has a right to have a title that isn't real. CM Punk. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> I like a laugh. Right. I'll see if I can explain this. So, the Heritage Cup... Oh, yes. You familiar with the Heritage Cup? Oh, how could I not be? Have you seen the size of it? <laughs> well, that makes one of you. Because yeah. it came from NXT UK, which mm. people swear was definitely a show. And, uh, NXT what, sorry? Yeah, I know. It's yeah. like NXT UK. UK? It sounded like a correctional facility for people that had gotten in trouble for the very NXT, worst. NXT, I am okay, man. How are you? <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> it wasn't when I had to watch that. <laughs> anyway, so that Heritage Cup was like a, a British rounds throwback. I don't care. Let's just keep, Aye, let's keep right. the ball rolling. So it was a thing yeah, anyway. Trophy, ugly thing. <laughs> Noam Dar, when he moved over from NXT UK, as a lot of people did, to NXT proper, and NXT UK was warehoused, yes. hopefully forever, um, brought the Heritage Cup with him and then formed a group called the Metaphor, mm. 
Are you familiar with the metaphor? I am not familiar with the metaphor. So the metaphor, as he loads up to double check from Wikipedia, are made up of, uh, obviously there's Noam Dart, there's Aura Mensa, there's Jakara Jackson and Lash Legend. They've mainly been working in a bunch of tags and singles. The metaphor, to be fair, got a big win last week um, in the main event against Wesley and Carmelo Hayes potentially to set up a Lee Hayes match yeah, yeah. over here, while these got the easy win um, through cheating. And Oromensa, while Nomdar was injured, lost the Heritage Cup to Nathan Frazier. Ah, Nathan Frazier, are you familiar I'm with Nathan Frazier? Oh, of course I remember. So Nathan Frazier is obviously Seth Rollins' Seth Rollins trainee, little boy. Formerly known as Ben Carter, <laughs> yes, when he was a bit of a prodigy in <laughs> AEW. I was going to say, nearly was going to opt for AEW and opt for WWE back in the day, didn't he? Is That's that right, yeah. yeah. He um, he now is a John Oliver-style talk show host who hosts yes, a... I've seen this. Yeah, Nathan Frazier's hard-hitting home trees. That appears to have been scrapped. His matches are still great, yeah. but it's NXT. He's weird. Um, he's got the Heritage Cup... But, and this is the gap, this is the bit that's missing. So we can just make up why this is. Noam Dar has been like, no, it's mine, right? So he's just said it's still his. Right. And is defending a fake, well, so he's got this fake Heritage Cup, a bit like Punk's got the X belt, right? Yep. The real world title. But so Punk is saying, Punk's belt is fake, yeah? Is that what you're saying? You've confirmed that? Same Punk. Was never beaten for the belt, right? And Noam Dar was because he sent in Aura Mensa, but he believes he wasn't. So he's just. So Noam saying, Dar did get pinned for that then? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's right. He didn't get pinned for it, Michael. So you're Stop wrong. Stop this, right? <laughs> I'm going to update this podcast with a spray painted X through the logo. through me. <laughs> through my face. It's just Michael Hamlet, and it's just him talking into the ether. Oh, God. Right. How can I get away from Noam Darby and St. Punk? I'll tell you how. Right. So anyway, in the gap between where we are right now, there was actually quite a funny bit where Noam Dar was so depressed about losing the Heritage Cup, Sorry. even though he hadn't lost it. ND Punk. Yeah. yeah. That he was in a wheelchair. I did see And this. was basically yeah. being carried around like Weekend at Bernie's. Right. There was one point where the metaphor used him as a distraction by rolling him into just the roll, ring, yeah. and he just lay there like Todd after he yeah. was knocked out by the uh, the burglars <laughs> in Bojack Horseman. On the, on the lawn of uh, yeah. Herb Kazaz. Bodies splayed yeah. out, and he couldn't move. I've missed the detail where he started moving again. Right. And I've missed the detail where he's decided that, oh, no, I am still a Heritage Cup champion. But... Somehow, despite that being the legacy of this thing, mm-hmm. Tyler Bate has taken one, looking like, I fancy winning that. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a thing with no credibility is something that Tyler Bate is chasing. Like, some could be said he did that a lot of his career when he was hanging around with Trent I was, Seven. I was, but like, you, I was thinking it, <laughs> you said it, and everyone heard you say it. <laughs> but that's now technically a title match tonight, but not really. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Away from that. No grain. It's, no yeah. Gain. Remember earlier on we talked about Nakamura? Yes. 2016, when he debuted in Dallas against... He's talking about the Raw Review podcast, for anyone who doesn't understand. Go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Yeah, wherever you get them. 2016 was also the year where the likes of Noam Dar and Tyler Bate were breaking... Stop it. Were breaking (laughs) through. (laughs) Same Punk was breaking through nowhere in 2016. (laughs) 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 Um, He was not. Yeah, they were breaking through, and then by 2017, they were actually working on Raw and 205 Live and all that. But it feels like a long... Six years ago, is this? Is. Am I being too harsh to say you can't just get excited about these sort of things on names alone anymore? I think, yeah, on names alone, I would argue you're probably right there. It's weird though, isn't it? Because if you could, if you could go in this match blind somehow, again, mm. I don't mean so you couldn't see the match. I mean, you just didn't know about any of that previous. Yeah, you'd have reason to get interested in this match, assuming that they actually, you know, pulled out the the caliber of wrestling that I think it's fair to say are both more than capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, it just does feel weird at this point because we've been through so many... Like, to see them go to the heights, I say the immediate heights of, of the main roster in some yeah. senses, and then kind of just tail... It was rare that you see the, the tail off and the disappearance into kind of... Not nothingness, but NXT UK wasn't somethingness either, was When you're it? working for the market leader, that's like, as close to nothingness as you get. That's them yeah. keeping you as far at arm's length as humanly possible. Yeah. Taylor Bate were kind of aware was... Maybe some poor choices on his part in the early days, which led him to think mm, maybe we can't like to rely on you that heavily. Yeah. Um, for like a big title in America, doesn't feel like the punishment's been worth the crying no, long term, does I it? I don't think so. No. no. So, I, it's I can't. It's hard to pick a winner here mm. because if Tyler Bate loses, he's lost a challenge to a guy pretending to be a champion while Nathan Frazier hangs around in the background. If Tyler Bate wins. Mm which is why I think he might, Tyler Bate winning would sort of sideways give him a claim to fighting Nathan Frazier for the real one. So this is the interesting thing here, and based on everything we've just talked about, yeah. or the duration of as long as this podcast has gone <laughs> to this point, you and I discuss this regularly about wrestling, mm. and I would suggest that you are trying to apply prestige telelogic to what we have clearly established. <laughs> Trash. It's absolute <laughs> hot garbage, yeah. right? So what I'm suggesting here is that I would not try and uh, review a show like 
with the to the level and standard that I would review Bojack Horseman okay. when it is in fact just a show of the week, like it's on the telly yep. episode, maybe of like the Big Bang Theory. Yes, fair. Or something. With more yeah, and that's no discredit to the rest. I do think there's a lot of good wrestling goes on. It's, it's, I like that. It's yeah. better than the big bang. It's theory. better than Jesus that. Christ. I mean, Christ on a bike. I wouldn't want to you know, <laughs> just give them give them some hope. I will say no, but I think Taylor Bay in this scenario you've just described, mm-hmm. losing would normally mean bad things. But what I'm trying to say here is, does any of it matter? I mean, in the long run. Uh, like I think we've that is wor- a genuine question. I don't know. The, this feels like a black hole of common sense sometimes. Well, we've worried for three years that one of us might ask if any of this matters, and then we're <laughs> in a lot of trouble. So I came on once and yeah. just stopped it. And, yeah, they, and the, the two one. of them are absent, and you're the one who has to deal with that. Can't pull that pin out with NXT. You <laughs> absolutely can it. Otherwise, the whole thing—it's House of Cards, man. Honestly, you just can't ask that. You've one. got to blindly, blindly trust it and not question it ever. In every respect, zero big questions. Zero big can questions. be asked about this brand. That's fair. That's fair. So Which, yeah, anyway, I think it is important, Michael. I do. I think it's a hugely massive match for both men's careers. Yeah. And hopefully Taylor Bay will get the win, which might propel him towards a second shot at <laughs> the Heritage Cup. WrestleMania ramifications, some might say. Yeah. Uh, right, Mustafa Ali's uh, time in NXT has been weird. Um, so he was in the middle of another kind of failed main roster knockabout push. Yes. Go nowhere. And he came down to NXT first as a guy that talked about like the prestige of the brand and the letters and the respect and all that. And he was like having sick, having great matches on the main roster and not getting the credit for it. So he's going to come down here and he's going to have great matches, but now he's going to win titles. Mm. And it's kind of been a hunt for that title ever since. He's weird. He's, he's kind of played like an insincere heel. Yeah. Um, he got in the, in between, uh, it was Wesley and was it Nathan Frazier? I think I it was. Or Tyler Bates. Wesley and Tyler Bates' story over the North American title, which obviously Wesley. I remember seeing lost. the gallery pictures of that. Like a troublesome guest referee, but he was screwing them both, so it's fair in a way. And like, so that was a mess. And then they had the, a match that featured Dominic Mysterio, and obviously Dominic got the win. Mm. But Ali's claim to the title remains that he wasn't the one pinned in the match. There you go. So last week. He catches Dominic and Rhea as they're leaving the building, and he looks complete loser in the process because they're just like, oh, we're away now, we're good. And then, hey, guys, 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 and he wants a title shot, but he gets interrupted by Axiom. Yes, I'm familiar with Axiom. Axiom is a kid, remember him? Yes. In a mask. And now he is stop-motion entrance man. Who also likes maths and comics. Who liked them, as far as I was aware, yeah. until they weren't part of it anymore. Yeah, they, are, they, uh, are they back now? Yeah, we, we never know for sure. Yeah. They've just got things. Yeah. So, like, uh, <laughs> things oh, and stuff. Honestly, can't stress that enough. Things, yeah. and, things and stuff, right? Axiom. <laughs> things and stuff. He, Comic books and maths. It would betray the core tenet of this preview if I didn't talk to you briefly about scripts. Of course. Now... Scripts, whether I want to or not, yeah. I have heard of scripts. Well, pay attention, please, because I'm about <laughs> to fill you in a bit more. <laughs> scripts is Reggie, right, in a mask, yeah. who they tried to reintroduce as a uh, poetic thug. <laughs> so he thought he'd threaten you, but he'd rhyme a bit. <laughs> I'm not making any of this up, right? Uh, there was some stuff with hidden cameras, I think. And anyway, he like he emerges from the shadows and he's scripts and he's still Reggie, so he's a circus performer, not a wrestler. But they've put him in this absolute like bin bag Halloween lucha outfit with a terrible mask, just an awful look. Yep. And it the fact that he's more Reggie than wrestler, yeah, and this look and this gimmick completely 
hobbles him out the gate, right? So none of it's taken very seriously. And then what was the order of things? Was the mask taken off him? I think the mask was taken off him and that made him, that turned him babyface. Like, oh, I've, like, I've really seen the error of my ways. I'm still, but then he's like, but I'm still scripts. Yeah. So it wasn't like, yeah, like yeah. That, that's Reggie. Question like, scripts. What What were your ways? Yeah. <laughs> what were they? Did you not get it? I told you to pay attention, Did you please. Not get it? <laughs> pay attention, please. <laughs> they were unclear. So anyway, but he teamed with that Axiom and was like, you're all right, you. And they were teaming together for a little bit. Yeah. And then he turned on Axiom. Of course he did. He turned on Axiom. Logic. Right. Um, so now Axiom really should be worrying, in Mustafa Ali's words, more about uh, scripts than about whatever Ali's up to, which is to get the North American title. So those two are going to have a match tonight, and it feels like scripts might be lurking. <laughs> and Mustafa Ali kind of needs that win, because he too wants to break back into this North American title scene. Thoughts? <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, right. It's good. No, thank you. On we move. <laughs> Uh, this feels like an NXT 2.0 derby in one respect, because I often think about the pilot of NXT 2.0 and how much I was laughing and laughing and laughing that Triple H's baby had been taken off him and sprayed with a paintball gun. Um, that was a really funny day, that. The, num- the September 14th. Is that the date of the pilot? in my head, because I just know it for whatever reason. I think it's September. You can quote me on that. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I'm sure the gallery was always September 14th, so I had to always go back to see... The images of the new set. Oh it yeah, was like, it's like it was incredible, a yeah. genuinely incredible to watch. It was amazing and, and weird from afar. Well, on that night, um, like as well as like obviously all the aesthetic changes and just wrapping your head around the pace of it, the segments, yeah. the like it was wild. Watching obviously. all those old like stalwarts of the brand, yeah, essentially being like. Here's the new, like, this is the new guys, and mm. um, I know that in about two months' time, you're all gone. Like, all these, like, the older guys are gone. You could see that they yep. were already, like, turning into, like, grayscale yep. versus yep. the full-color new yep. wrestlers. Two of the men that were in one of the last ever Adam Cole NXT segments, a contract signing with Kyle O'Reilly yep. that was flanked by a wall of security, two of the men debuted on that NXT, yep. and they will fight each other tonight for the first time um, in Brom Breaker. I know who this is. Von Wagner. Now, yeah. Quite the, what, two years pretty much now for these two men. Um, Bron Breaker, of course, was immediately um, earmarked as a future champion. He did go on to fulfill his potential and win that title initially and then lose it to Dolph Ziggler and win it back around last year's WrestleMania weekend. He held it for the bulk of a year yeah, before did. losing it to Carmelo Hayes. I was there for that as well. You were there for that. Of I course, was. he kind of turned heel. Well, no, he was no, being turned heel. The night after. Yeah. Or the, the episode after, rather. Fans had been kind of growing tired of him and they basically resulted it like that resulted in him turning heel von wagner's journey has been all the more complex oh yes he started as a babyface monster who had very clearly attacked kyle o'reilly on episode one of nxt but pretended not to and instead befriended him so they went on bike rides they went yep. camping the red books together and then he did turn on him and kyle o'reilly was like i knew you were going to do that i think i'm stupid and beat him yep. <laughs> right not the best start for von wagner Probably especially not, no. as a giant had about two or three more real false start Baron Corbin type. He's big, but he's rubbish runs. And it all went... Was it along with his little stint where he turned up as uh, Adam Pierce's like, heavy course, one yeah. episode? One Smackdown. appearance on SmackDown, yeah. yeah as the, and then never, never mentioned again. again. Never no. again. Um, and then, he'd, so in this time, he partnered with uh, Robert Stone, who had his himself just a CV of failed oh, yes. managerial relationships with various wrestlers. It kind of only got worse. On the Robert his, Stone brand. Not a strong brand, Michael. Not a strong brand. Certainly no Hummel. No. So, Von Wagner paired up with him, and 
Robert Stone was very much like, Vaughn, we need to get inside your head. And Vaughn Wagner was like, you can't do that. You are not a surgeon. I don't mean literally, Vaughn. You're not a well man. (laughs) So we're looking through Vaughn's photo album, and it's like, oh, my dad was a Beverly brother. Um, here's, here he is fighting. Is that true as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, His dad's right, one of the Beverly see, Brothers. So, like, here's, here's my dad fighting at uh, Wembley Stadium at SummerSlam 1992. Uh, the Beverly's who had that absolutely brutal finisher. The, yeah, the, the shaker height spike. height spike. Yeah. Oh, my word. Well, right, so that did damage to the heads of it's, their I, I know where this is going. I've heard the discussions. Also, if you've never seen that finisher, for anybody who's a, just an NXT... Oh, Jesus, go and find it. it. Google it. Kicks ass. Shake height spike, my word. Um, Von didn't need that when he was a kid. Uh, yep. But he did need the cranial surgery because oh. we cut to a picture and Robert Stone's like, hey, Von, what the hell is that? And all of us go, well, a, a baby with his head that's been surgically operated on. And Von's like, shut up, Robert, and slams their book shut. Oh. Right? So Robert Stone gets him some therapy. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Right. The therapist is hot. No way. Yep. Right. No so, way. So, like, the therapist, like, oh. Is, is the therapist also wearing an outfit that uh, enhances the hotness? Yes. Is that what it is? She's like, in you come, Von. And after that, please join me in my office. Yeah, in my office. Uh, like, and he even turns and he does the wink to the camera, like, eh, I, I didn't realize therapy was full sex with a woman, yeah. but here we are. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, so like, like a week later, a week passes, and he's like, she really got to the bottom of my problems, and she, then she went round the front too, and like, it's, it's implied that they've minimum necked. And anyway, Robertson's like, I'm so glad to hear it worked, Vaughn. and he's just like, so can we talk about the picture? I don't want to talk about the picture, <laughs> Mister Stone. But finally, he tells the whole story. And, like, in telling the story, which the therapist has helped, like, coax it out of him, uh-huh. he does explain, like, legit, this is 100% coaxed true. He's coaxed it out of Von's right, wang. Von shares with... <laughs> shares with all of us, right? I feel like we might have developed, like, a line in um, animated Wikipedia pages here where you can have somebody speak the story to us. But, like, nobody fact-checks but it ever. So, like, just, any of the diversions. Keep, just keep writing. Yeah. Von explains as a shoot, yep, that uh, he had a, like a serious head problem when he was a, a little baby, and they operated on it. Like, oh my god, so yep. intense! And yep. obviously, he survived and he thrived, but he had um, bullies when he was younger because of it, and it just made him angry. Yep. It, like, he's a big guy anyway, and it just the anger always bubbled up, and he would just explode and blah blah blah. And this has. But like Magic Wand turned him into one of NXT's top baby faces. Right. He appeared once in the um they've still never named it, but like the the performance center every week, the same fans there yes. all the time. Yeah, yeah. He appears all of these were done in backstage vignettes, all of them for months. And then he finally appears back uh in front of the audience, puts I forget who it was, um Javier Benal, maybe some goober, through a table and the fans go nuts for him. Really? It's really, like, we have a lot of fun with it, but, like, the story is legitimately connected. He has found that very only in pro wrestling comedy charisma. Yeah. Like, it would be a stretch to call him a good actor. It would be a stretch to call this material good, but sometimes that just works in wrestling. And then I believe that Bron Breaker, who has kind of been in a bit of a tailspin, since losing the title, a couple of big feuds, but bigger losses, ultimately, because he can't get back to the belt, and everybody kind of keeps waiting for the main roster call-up that isn't forthcoming for whatever reason, has viciously assaulted him in a kind of, you think you're the big man around here, I'm Bron Breaker, I was the big man from, yeah, from the very beginning, yeah. like, 
I could have shagged your therapist first if I'd have met her, yeah. actually, Von. And now they're going to have a match. So, Von Breaker in half, eh? That's it, what he's thinking, eh? It, as you can see, in a way, like, it's gone a year less, but it's kind of bloodline-esque. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see. Like, there's two years instead of three. I believe uh, the word you're looking for, Michael, is uh, cinema. It is. It is. I, I would say it brings all the way back round. It's kind of Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. It's both because, it's you know... Oppenheimer the, went to Barbie and made... This happened. <laughs> what the hell is that Barbie going to do, Barbie? What about Ken? Um, yeah, so that's Bron Breaker and Von Wagner's history. But, Nicholas, you're going to have to forecast their future. Oh, I like that. I, that. I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to do that's, that. Oh, that's but right I, off NXT, like, that's that, by the way. That's WWE Dialogue 101. Of course it is. Nick Khan making them dollars, <laughs> baby. Um, this is very interesting, isn't yeah. it? I guess the amazing thing to see on... So amazing, but the cool thing to see from the Bron Breaker perspective, at least, is that I th- remember talking to Wilborn when he lost that belt, and it was like everybody assumed he was going up, and it was the time the heel turn seems to have really worked in unlocking the potential that he's oh, yeah, he's got loads of it, but obviously yeah. the other side of all of this, the other side, <laughs> like he very much is a capable wrestler, but yeah. seeing that he can actually go as both babyface and heel. Very useful indeed. And obviously, if your man, Big Von, is now experiencing this, and I love this in pro wrestling, by the way, and this is my favorite thing, when something that has no real reason to technically land and connect yep. goes from being like laugh, laughed at to laughing with. Oh, yeah, magic. 100% that. You've it's nailed that. Yeah. Absolute magic when mm-hmm. that happens. So while I haven't been watching this, that does sound very interesting <laughs> to me. I won't ever watch it. No. But I'm telling you, it sounds interesting and. In terms of who wins, that that's difficult one, right? Because I guess you could have Von kind of being strong mm-hmm. and then maybe not winning. Not quite having enough. Not just quite yet. having yeah, enough yeah, or yeah. something yeah. happens that would prevent it from being enough. It's, it's, like it gets distracted by a heart therapist or something. <laughs> well, right, there is a bit more Von Wagner law that... Wait a minute, his therapist is Cora Jade <laughs> who is going out with Bron Breaker oh and guess. has distracted him long enough that he doesn't get the win. Cora J did used to skateboard despite not being able to skateboard. So she could easily, so she could easily be a therapist therapy without, without, without a having therapist, any yeah. qualifications. Yeah. There, there is there is LTST that holds yeah, us together. That's what I'm saying. But there's some more kicking around. Von Wagner, just ahead of these vignettes kicking off where Robert Stone like got to the nub of all of his problems, cut a kind of instantly infamous promo on NXT. Uh where he uh, exclaimed to Dijak, yes. hey, Dijak, <laughs> take those sunglasses off. We're, We're inside. inside. <laughs> right? Which is where our little Von Wagner explains it all came from. And uh, a few weeks ago, when Von was kicking around in the building, I think he was in like catering or somewhere, like Dijak came over and he was like, hey, you pug rat, you still suck. And then he put his sunglasses on and walked away. Yeah. And like, I don't know if there's been developments in the last three weeks, and nor will I go and find out. No. But in terms of a heel that could... Cost Von the win. Like, Von is finally going to get his big win, and one of the biggest. Huge scalp on Bron Breaker. Dijak being the one to cost him, and setting up a potential match between the two. uh, I think No Mercy is their next big, they're not takeovers anymore, but you know, the big temple events, would be a huge leap forward for Von. I don't think Von Wagner's had one of those matches before. I I can't even remember. I don't think they did a, a new blood NXT old school war games the yeah, first year, and yeah, I don't yeah. even think he was in that representing the new guys. I can't remember if he teamed with Kyle O'Reilly on that show, but 
he's never really featured in the conversation for these yeah. big events. This could potentially get him there. The Dijak match is the one that gets him there. And it'd be an interesting test in an well, a real building. Not that yeah. Not that the yeah, actual building yeah, isn't yeah. one, but yeah. Rather than the same fans. This could be this could be his moment. The stakes are not quite as high as a fake heritage cup. I mean not but quite not as enough. high. Yeah. Not but quite what as is? high. No match is ever going to mean more or less it's than like the Heritage Cup match. An, an imaginary <laughs> community shield. But like, but I... Um, so it's the NFT of belts, of titles, basically. Yeah. Like, you might win it, but you don't own it. There's nothing physical that you, like you just make it up. You just claim that you own it. NXT, was, NXT UK was kind of the NFT of wrestling NFT. promotions, wasn't it? WWE NFT. <laughs> oh, NFT. <laughs> uh, so what are we thinking? Braun Breaker, but Vaughn has a good night. Yes. Uh, or Vaughn... Von Breaker, I'll just yeah. put them together. They merge into one wrestler. <laughs> That's how I solve this problem. I think Bron Breaker. This is I love this as well. Based on absolutely nothing, <laughs> but yeah, why not? Bron Breaker, but Von has a good showing, but mm. a bad night. Yeah, see, because a good showing and a bad night is different to him having a good night. I like that. See, because a good night could be he doesn't beat Bron Breaker, but the therapist distracts him and he goes back and <laughs> does some deep analysis in a course. <laughs> <laughs> And that's mostly what this show is all about. Basically, We're going to get yeah. there. There's, there's always shagging at the end. Yeah. Um, if there's not always shagging at the end of the all night, maybe listen to this podcast and then enjoy NXT. Um, if there is, don't tell us that on Twitter. But let us know what you think about this all yeah. the same. And if there is, also just ignore this podcast and go and do yeah, go and do that. And for Christ's sake, if you're planning shagging, don't have this podcast on in the background. Course, yeah. Pick something else. Pick it from. The, put something on to as like music can be an aphrodisiac and it can be a mood setter. Put some music on as a mood setter. And then right when the shagging's about to commence, turn the volume down and put this podcast on because we'll still get the listen. We'll still get the audience figures We'll get the, we'll get the time. Yeah, we that's won't, fine. You won't have to suffer through it. Exactly. I'm sorry, I'm still lost because when you said Afro-Dijak, I was just thinking of Afro-Dijak. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm lost now. Yeah, Dominic Dijak with an Afro. <laughs> he'd try and get it over. He would, he'd he would. try. Um, all right, anyway, if you're not shagging... Listen to this podcast, yeah. but don't do both. Uh, and if you want to give us more of your thoughts on NXT or give us any of your predictions for tonight's show, you can do at What Culture WWE. There'll be a tweet for this out later on. If they want to find you, not on, I keep doing this, not on Twitter, on X. Where can they find you, Adam Nicholas? You can find me at It's Adam Nicholas. And if you want to follow Michael Hamflet on X, you can do so at Michael Hamflet. Uh, thank you for spending your time with us. Tomorrow we'll be back with the review. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you for, are welcome for taking time yeah. out of your busy day That's to do right. this absolute bollocks. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back with a review of this show, which will probably have more than these four matches. There'll be a bunch of backstage stuff, but that was advertised, so I'm not going to do of the course. extra legwork. Like, I promise. I promise you one thing about tonight. Yeah, I will never be back again. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> so don't worry. Returning to your regularly scheduled programming as soon as possible. I'm going to race in like tomorrow. Oh, it's about to talk. Did you watch did it? You see it? Did you see it? He's going to miss LA Knight. No. No. No, I didn't see it. Why would I see it? <laughs> we had a hell of a run. And until then, we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.